You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. Packers Talk. On this episode of Cheesehead Radio, the Packers' playoff hopes are theoretically alive. While Jordan Love might be requesting a trade, Romeo Dobbs returns to the field Monday night. And the Rams bring Baker Mayfield to Lambeau. Four quarters of Packers talk right here on Cheesehead Radio. Hello again, Cheesehead Nation. It's once again time for some Packers news, fun, and frivolity here on Cheesehead Radio. Now in our 13th season doing this wacky thing. As usual, our esteemed hosts tonight are C.D. Angeli of Packers Talk, known as Tundra Vision on Twitter, Kelly Hodgson of Cheesehead Radio, known as That Packer Girl on Twitter, and little old me, Jersey Al of Packers Talk and Cheesehead TV. You can find me at Jersey Al GBP on Twitter. Our longtime friends at Ticket King are back as official sponsors of Cheesehead Radio and all of the Packers Talk podcast. Ticket King has been in business for more than 25 years in Wisconsin with offices across the street from Lambeau Field and in Milwaukee. So if you need Packers game tickets, please visit their website today at theticketking.com. That's theticketking.com. And please tell them we sent you. That's it for the preliminaries. Let's get this show on the road. Right. Well, it feels like we haven't seen the Packers play for a while, and it's been refreshingly um, <laughs> refreshing. <laughs> it's like we haven't, we haven't had a, a loss to you know bring us down here for or two weeks. So yeah, and nobody's gotten hurt in the interim too, so that's kind of refreshing. Uh, no major internet controversy. Uh, lots of good stuff not happening. <laughs> <laughs> and that that sums up 2022 in a nutshell, doesn't the it? End. Bye, folks. Literally, literally no news. <laughs> it's the only good news we have, it seems, at times. That but, really seems like we're assuming crash positions for most of the season. It's like, please don't explode, please don't explode, please don't explode. So this positivity has extended throughout Packer Nation over this past week to the point where perhaps there's some short-term amnesia uh, watching <laughs> Packers play over the last uh, couple of months. But as we begin, begin our first quarter, uh, the Packers are still mathematically in the playoffs, which a lot of Packer fans and blogs and tweeters and everything else have suddenly seemed to grasp a hold of it and says, you know, you're telling me there's a chance. Is there a chance? People think this is 2010 where they're going to fall backwards into the playoffs, and it's not that simple this year. And, you know, pulling off a run the table, it's going to take a lot more than running the table. <laughs> and that's a big difference. It's like we, the Packers would have to win out and oh, a they lot have of to, things. No matter what, no matter what, they have to win out. But even then, even they if need they win a out, lot of help. And I yeah. mean, not just a little help, a lot of help. It isn't just one or two wins or losses from other teams. It's other teams have to collapse. It could happen. Of course it could. But will it? Well, you know, the first thing most importantly is, do we believe the Packers can win their final four games? Uh, the Rams, as we'll talk later on, is a possibility. 
The Dolphins on the road. On Dolphins Christmas aren't Day. a bad team this year on Christmas Day. The Vikings, the division champs most likely, at home. And then the Lions, who, you know, played us fairly tough this year as well, and usually do. I mean, the Vikings are going to be a tough win. The Dolphins are going to be a tough win. And honestly, the, the way Lions. the Packers have played, the Lions and even the Rams with Baker Mayfield. The Lions might no, there's the no Lions might be with, playing for a playoff position. There's exactly. no guarantee with any of these games this year. You know, granted, we'll get into it sooner with, with or later with Baker Mayfield and the Rams, but we can't take any of these games for So, in order for this to happen, quick summary. Go ahead. Everybody get your pens and pencils Here out. Here we go. Packers and your calculators. Games, Pay attention. Right? They need the following four situations. Two of them have to happen. Or excuse me, the following three, three. situations. Two yeah. out of the three have to happen. Two out of the two. three. Yes. Right. And that would be the Seahawks, the Commanders, and the Giants. If the Commanders lose three of their last four games and the Giants lose three of their last four games, they make it if the Packers win out. Right. If one of those teams loses their three games... You would then have to combine that with a weird thing with the Seattle Seahawks who have to lose two of the games, but one of the games has to be against an NFC opponent, which would have to be San Francisco or the Rams. Yeah. Rams could happen. <laughs> right. So There are so many wrinkles in this CD, yeah. and it sounds like there's more. <laughs> there, there was really not. I mean, that's it. Two, either the Seahawks situation has to happen the commander situation has to happen. The giant situation has to happen. Two out of those three. But then we still have to beat the Vikings, and we still have to beat the Dolphins, and we still have to beat the Lions. Is it possible? And yes. And the Rams. Yes. Yeah, and this is why people buy the, the lottery ticket to win a billion dollars, because there's always a chance. It is $400 million tonight, and I did buy a ticket. Yeah, I did too. Um, for two bucks or whatever, three bucks, it's a lot of fantasy value. But... You look at the odds that the Packers are faced right now, and this, like I said, is not 2010 where you're hoping Philadelphia pulls it off for you. It's not coming down to one game. It's coming down to almost a dozen games that all have to fall into place. And, and I guess the belief situation you have to have is this. If the Packers continue to be the 2022 Packers, it's really hard to see this team not only finishing with four wins, but what are they going to do once they get to the playoffs? Oh, anything can happen, CD. Yes, I know. <laughs> but these Those are all the teams that, that shellacked them, though. <laughs> yes, but I mean, they're going to be playing teams that are literally in playoff mode and likely the second seed in the playoff if we sneak into the last seed on the road. You know, yeah, if there was a return to 2020 Packers, 2021 Packers, if this bye week has brought that back, I could have some hope, but. This team just is not put together four quarters on all three phases of the game. If they made it into the playoffs, chances are they would have to go to Minnesota on the road. And we all know what it was like the first time around. Um, we're not going to play well against Minnesota. You look at even Brady. You know, he kind of stumbled this past week. You might have to play him. You might have to. Yeah, you know, All these teams that we have had trouble with. This year, impossible. Even last year, I don't see it happening. I would love it if the Packers won the Super Bowl every year because I'm an insufferable homer. This, I don't think, is the year. Well, and a little bit of trivia for you. This week against the Rams, if they lose, and several other games, probably involving the teams we just mentioned, uh, go a different direction, 
the Packers can literally be eliminated from the playoffs this week. So talk about two, uh, <laughs> two paths. We either can stay, keep our minute playoff hopes alive and keep going forward, <clears throat> or it's done. Season's Personally, done. I, I wouldn't mind just getting it over with. How yeah. long has it been since we felt that way? No, forever. Um, you know, like two or three mind. years ago. You know, just well, oh, true. Oh yeah, well, we forgot McCarthy. But that still felt temporary because <laughs> we knew Rodgers was coming back. There's a lot of uncertainty about this. We're talking about the '80s, you know, when you'd just be like, "Oh man, do you remember that feeling you'd have where it's like, oh geez, there's four more games. I got to watch four more games." <laughs> I think the last year I felt that way was 1988 because 1989 was that cardiac pack year and the last game of the year in Dallas on Christmas Eve and they won and they I think went 10 and 6 and it's like they still didn't make the playoffs but hey they played really well and there was suddenly hope. Well, I'll give you an idea here. Personal uh personal story. So this week I was having a new roof put on my house and I have a DirecTV satellite dish on the on the roof because that's how I've seen Packers games for like the last ten years. You know, I I pay for the NFL for DirecTV and the NFL package just to be able to see Packers games. I don't use it for anything else. I only have it on one TV. You know, I've got cable everywhere else and now. Well, they're putting a new roof on, and I'm like, you know what? Let me look at the schedule. I'm like, all right. Well, the Rams game is on regular TV. The Christmas game will be on regular TV. So the only thing left will be the Vikings and, and the Lions, just two games. Do I really? And next year, there is no more NFL package on direct TV. Do I really want to make them nail the satellite dish back onto my new roof just for two probably meaningless games at the end of the season? And the answer was no, I don't. So... I'm, I'm not sure how I'm going to watch the last two games. I may have to go to a bar, which I probably haven't done in 20 years, um, to watch a Packers game, or maybe find uh, someone else with direct TV, or just <laughs> you know just uh, wait until the next day and watch it on NFL Game Pass or something. I don't know, but that's how bad it's gotten. And for me to do that, that's pretty bad. Stay off his lawn, people. So anyway. There's my story. All right. Well, there is only one team already mathematically eliminated in the NFC, and it's not the Lions. It is it's Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears. <laughs> uh, we'll always we'll always have the Bears. We can we can take sweet um, what's the word solace in that. Solace. No, I think solace. the word you're looking for is Schadenfreude, but okay. <laughs> oh, drink. So that is the end of the first quarter. Uh, we'll call this one. Uh, we'll call it. Uh, <laughs> is it really a push? No, it is not. This is a loss. Second quarter. Uh, Jason Wilde had some commentary uh, over the weekend um, after having a conversation with Jordan Love, and he came out and said, <clears throat> "Quote: I think he very clearly, even though he wouldn't flat out say it, he does not want to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for another year." So if we get to year four and Rodgers does come back, I am fairly confident that he will seek a trade. Now, for Kelly, this is good news because she wants to get rid of him anyway. (laughs) No lies detected. (laughs) But I was actually pretty impressed with him the limited time that he had. Um, Oh, I was too, CD. It's it's just I don't know if he's the right fit for the LeFleur offense. Okay. So Well, go ahead. 
<laughs> I don't know if we want to get into that, but uh, uh, I think at the very least he'll run the LaFleur offense. Yeah. We're not He's even serviceable. Sure what the I was very impressed. I'll give him that. You know, I, 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 I think he'll run the plays that are called. Yeah, he so, will. Oh, this is a pessimistic that's a plus. offense. <laughs> and I was I was pleasantly surprised by what we saw when he came in when Rodgers went out. But if the Packers still continue to free fall, do we want to take our chances with a possibly better quarterback? Well, I don't know who that would be. And I'm not sure what you mean. And my choice is tiny. Everyone, I, I've said it before. I, I Yes, I like a very undersized quarterback that's entering the draft, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But can you blame? But can you blame Jordan? And he's been understudy with with a quarterback that's been on the decline and holding the team hostage. You know, part, you know he's also being held hostage. His, well, you know, his his career's in limbo. You know, depending on what what Rogers' whims are. To be fair, on the decline when you've won two MVPs in a row. You know, this year is definitely a decline. <laughs> this year, but his first two years were playing behind an MVP. So that's fair. You got to take the thumb thing into account. Yep. Uh, Rogers is playing this year. And yes, he's not playing as well or as effectively. And there's uh, some more weird stuff going out. It. The problem is the ball right now on where Rogers plays is essentially 99% Aaron Rodgers' decision. And he will be back. And you think so? I am convinced. Yeah. I, I think the way, the way that the Packers and Rogers structured his contract, really pretty much guarantees that he's going to play at least two more years, you know, from when they did the contract. So this year and next year after that, who knows? Yeah, of course. I don't know. I'm not so convinced. Well, I think really the only option is he would retire. Right. And I don't think that's going to happen. That's just what I think. I think these last four games will go a long way to me. Maybe help him make a decision. We'll see. Colin Coward already decided to, you know, because far be it from Colin Coward to not try to stir up Packer fans for some reason, but he was already suggesting trading Jordan Love to the Seahawks, which of course got everyone a little worked up. Oh, that's a stretch. You know, let's just go with history. Come on. This is why I don't read the guy. This is why I removed him from my feed because he's just all blown. So, So here's the interesting part. Jordan Love in his fourth year option, if we if he were to be traded this offseason, I think he only counts three, maybe four million dollars against the cap. I think it's four. Four million dollars. That sounds right, yeah. But yes. that escalates, doesn't it? If it goes to his fifth year, this escalates to a twenty million dollar contract for Jordan Love. Yep. For the now, pick up to fifty year option. Now you're gonna try to trade him. To a team, you know, for a guy who hasn't, you know, has only started what one or a couple games, has not had a whole lot of, you know, success because he was younger, is not getting a lot of chances now. Who's going to make a trade? Who's going to give up a first rounder for that for a twenty million dollar contract? I don't it, think anyone's seen tough. enough to make it worth twenty million dollars. Right. So it does make sense that if they were to try to trade for actual value, your option is trade him this year which there is absolutely no incentive for the Packers to do because he's cheap, he's experienced, they don't need to trade him. Year after that, he's $20 million, and if Rodgers is, as Al says, coming back for two more years, no, no. he probably can't afford both of them. Which would put two him more at 40 years, including this year. Oh, okay, including this year. So next meant, year when yeah. he's 40. Got it. And, and, you know, we've heard repeatedly his teammates are very cautiously... And selecting the words carefully, 
but they are being very complimentary of what they're seeing of Jordan Love. And they're cautious. Are they do not do they not want to incur the wrath of Rogers? Because it's been very <laughs> positive between the lines, so to speak. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Say no more. <laughs> Alan Lazard had a nice quote uh, this past week. Really said it's a whole new Jordan Love. Uh, very different. And, and we can say the exact same thing for the development of Aaron Rodgers. When he came in his first two right. years, I, I watching him in preseason, I wouldn't have trusted him on the field. Yeah, it looks no. a, little, a little nervous, right? But that third kind year, of a when hot he, mess. but when he played, you know, came in against Dallas uh, in his third year, uh, he looked good, gave us the confidence to move on. To me, I don't know. I thought Jordan Love did pretty well, but I don't think it's going to work out the same way <laughs> no. as it did with Favre. Favre. What about the possibility that the Packers really, really like Jordan Love? And really think that he is their next quarterback and they need to find a way to keep him. Like that's something that nobody talks about. Nobody assumes that that could possibly, that could be possible. Maybe because of the, the, uh, the, how much the Packers are, are strapped in the, in the cap department, but it wouldn't shock me if they were trying to find a way to keep him. It wouldn't shock me. Well, what about and- that crazy idea? I agree because you look at what's happening with Tom Brady this year. When you hit that wall, you're going to hit it hard. Matt Stafford, uh, for the Rams, obviously his injury, you know, finally got his big award and his big Super Bowl, and you know now he's out. So I mean, you, counting on Aaron Rodgers year after year was as he's approaching forty. You're right, Al. I mean, if Jordan Love looks like he's the next guy, if we hadn't structured contracts and caps the way it is. It's, it's a lot easier to make that decision. For sure. And and the pessimist in me thinks that they're not 100% all in with, with Jordan Love because of Rogers' obnoxious, pay till he's dead contract. Because that doesn't pad in, you know, you're thinking year three, year four, year five, you're going to be transitioning to another quarterback and you're still paying this other guy like a gazillion dollars. So if Al's theory is correct, there is no impetus for the Packers to trade Jordan Love, even if he requests one this offseason. He can request it all he wants. Yeah. He can hold out. He doesn't have to do anything. Um, but if, as you say, if you really do think next year is Rodgers last year, he could retire, but now we still have his cap penalty. Yeah. <laughs> Plus Love's $20 million uh, for 2024. So it's it's a... Yeah, this was all pieced together pretty ugly. I, you, you may just end up releasing them and trying to sign someone or drafting someone. Who knows? Who knows is right. Yep. So that'll take us to the end of the second quarter. Uh, we'll probably call this one a loss. Okay, <laughs> I think it's not I, a push or how, a win. How are we losing on the bye week? I don't understand this. Well, we managed to find a way. <laughs> yes. Lower your expectations, Al. Yeah. And Very representative of, t- of 2022. Even <laughs> losing on the bye week. Like we said, no news was good news, and here we are with news. <laughs> anyway, that'll take us to halftime. We will step into the locker room. Please enjoy this message from our sponsor. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? Yeah. If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Oh, yeah. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay. Just go to their website, do it, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. Welcome back to Cheesehead Radio. My name is Angelie. 
And this positivity train is uh, flanking me on either side is Jersey Al Bracco and Kelly Hodgson as we talk in Packers coming off the bye week. We got some big changes coming up here in the third quarter. Someone is coming back. Romeo, Romeo, please come back, oh, Romeo. For Earth, though. Thou art practicing. That's where he is. <laughs> Which is really good news. Yes. Very exciting. Yeah, remember, uh, before the Christian Watson explosion of the last it four weeks or five weeks? Four weeks. Four, four weeks. weeks. Not including the Romeo body. Dobbs was our object of our of our desire, and he was going to be our, our next big star at the wide receiver position. Well, can we have two rookies both be future stars at the receiver position? Why not? And it's pretty exciting to see them. And I think even Kelly mentioned that the other week, you know, when you're comparing some of their stats to some of the other, you know, first round rookie wide receivers Mm -hmm. that were taken in the draft this year, uh, Romeo Dobbs numbers are comparable and Christian Watson's numbers are comparable, but They've each only played about four games, four or five games. Where so when really... they're there, they're very impactful. So if you put them together and make them one receiver, they're actually the best receiver taken in the draft. <laughs> yeah, if you look truly at numbers. You know, it, it really is. So now you're going to get them both on the field in the same game. I don't know who's going to start. I think Christian obviously was elevated to starter, um, obviously, and, the last week. And, and then he's Dobbs, earned that position. And Dobbs I, was starting prior to that, before his injury. So... Right. This is exciting and, and must be some interesting news for people like Alan Lazard, of course, is a free agent. Randall Cobb, of course, is a free agent. Um, Watkins, Sammy Watkins, who, of course, Sammy is a free Watkins agent. Sammy Watkins is gone. <laughs> he's making some good blocks, so let's... let's, uh, let's well, he's getting in the way of people. <laughs> yeah, 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 put it that way. But, you're, but we mentioned this last week. getting in the way of people. Come on. But we yeah, mentioned well, this last well, he week. He did a good job of getting in the way of people. But, yeah. uh, Dobbs and Watkins are truly the, the future of, of the receiving core. I think they've proven it. And, you know, heading to the end of the season and the beginning of next, they're going to be your number one and number two receivers. That's pretty obvs, Kelly. Yeah, it's totally obvs. But, you know, for everyone that was bitching and moaning this year, oh, we didn't take a receiver high enough. I think what we got was pretty good. For those of you who are too young uh, to remember things as well as uh, Jersey Al does. Um, because he's the, old and stuff and he's seen every yeah. game since the dawn of time. In the 1980s, uh, the Packers had a pretty star wide receiver by the name of James Lofton. And there was an awful lot of excitement in 1983 when they traded for part of Air Coryell's uh, Charger offense by the name of John Jefferson. And let me tell you, James and JJ, uh, that was that was the epitome of your excitement of the the these two. And now it didn't actually work out that way, but you were excited. You thought it was going to be great. Uh, this hopefully this is Dobbs and Watson. This is going to be the new super tandem. I mean, hey, come on, CD, you're you're about my age. You're older, but we we won't hold that against you. Come on, when you played football in the backyard with your friends, were you JJ or were you Lofton? Um, all I know is the first time I ever saw one do a jumping high five. Uh, no one had seen it before that. I mean, everyone does it now, but you know, at least in Wisconsin, that's the first time we saw it. I remember that year we were playing basketball. They announced starting lineups in the, in the tournament. And you know, like me and my best friend, we did a high five in the middle of the court and everyone was like, ah, so it was, yeah, we all, we all modeled ourselves after him. It was, it was pretty exciting. 
Unfortunately, Jefferson became a decoy for et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, excitement for Dobbs, Watson. Let's see how it works out on Monday night. Uh, in other news, in other news, a uh, couple practice squad uh, things, a tackle. Machinations. Machinations. Oh, what a fabulous 50-cent word. Sean <laughs> uh, DeLance and Michael Manet, a tackle in the center, were signed to the practice squad. Uh, wide receiver Didi Westbrook. And Jack Heflin were removed. Uh, Westbrook, not a huge surprise. We have a bunch oh. of wide receivers, and of course, our one of our favorites, uh, Juwan Winfrey, still on the practice squad. So uh, we already have some depth there. Jack Heflin was a little bit of a surprise. He's actually been on the practice squad, I think, the last two years. Uh, yeah, yeah, trash can and full of dirt, right? Um, yeah, but you know, he's the guy that how how's he going to get any any run? We've we've got. Yeah. We've got uh, Slayton, Wyatt, and Ford who can't even get snaps in games. You know, I mean, yet Slayton and, and Wyatt got nine snaps, and Ford hasn't seen the field yet. Um, so there's just no, there's just nowhere for him. And maybe he, he can, you know, catch on with somebody else and, and actually make a roster. But and he's also the guy that you know the fans love him. You know, obviously the whole nickname and and everything and the underdog status and. The last two seasons, everyone was all worried that, oh, he's going to get claimed. Everybody had him making the roster because another team's going to claim him. And, of course, nobody claimed him. And he's right back on the practice squad because right. he, he is what he is. Um, and there's just no room for him on the Packers, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, Michael Mennett their number one of, draft pick can't get on the field. Right. Michael Mennett, um, actually kind of intriguing. He was a seventh-round draft pick from Penn State. Yep. Um, Center. He, it was a center, and uh, you know he's got a good uh, pedigree. I mean, he was a three-year starter, team captain, a yeah. two-time Big Ten honoree. Uh, so he's you know got a decent pedigree for maybe uh, coming in, maybe developing into a serviceable backup or a solid backup. So we'll see what happens there. So that was that was about it. But the excitement really has to be is that everybody except for uh, one David Bakhtiari on Tuesday this week, everybody practiced. Yeah. So now, did he miss because he was still recovering, or did he miss because he was on yes. parental uh, leave? No, they they, that, it, they basically said it's going to be a while before he can play. And yeah. I have a feeling you may not see him for a couple of games. So, if at all, the, to read between the lines, um, if he had laparoscopic appendectomy, it's pretty much when you're paying for you to play. Laparoscopics where they put little incisions and you do this through a video camera. Um, complications that can definitely make things worse if you had to convert it to an open procedure where you have the traditional bigger incision, mm-hmm. which implies that it was a bigger problem than just a simple appendectomy. Did it perforate? Did it rupture? Did he have an abscess, a pus pocket in there that can always delay healing? So I wonder if he had a less than, than um, simple um, app- appendicitis. So I, I'm just te- I'm reading the tea yeah. leaves. I don't know. I'm not his doctor. I don't have access to his medical records, but I've, you know, I've, I've known teenagers to bounce back within a week. You know, granted it's not NFL caliber, you know, athleticism, but they're still playing on their, their teams. Um, it just makes me wonder if he had a complication and it wasn't just as simple as going and taking it out and being done. Yeah. They, they seem to indicate that it wasn't, that it was, was going to take a while. That's what LaFour said. So but you probably had sure an when he was be back. Yeah. So something happened. Yeah. So anyway, so everybody yeah. except him. Yep. So good news for Monday night. 
Uh, speaking of Monday night, uh, it's not a Packer move, but obviously this has some big ramifications for the game. As we know, Matt Stafford injured and out, and ever since then, the Rams have been struggling. Uh, picked up Baker Mayfield, who had been cut by the Panthers. Is that correct? Yep. Uh, placed on waivers. They uh, picked him up. Uh, he came in and had a couple of nice drives on, what, two days' notice on Thursday night last week. and He got there I, the day before the game, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if he's slated to start yet. I don't know if that's been announced. Uh, well, they don't have anyone else, so yeah, I'm yeah. sure he's going to start. So it's a little bit of a wild card, good old Baker Mayfield. I actually went yeah. to a Browns game last year and remember seeing a Baker Mayfield playing and talked to a couple of Browns fans, like, or maybe it was a year, year before, one of the two, but... Um, yeah, a lot of highs, a lot of lows. Yeah. All kind over of, the place. Yeah. Kind of Brett Favre without some of the highs. Um, <laughs> that's a great analogy. A lot more, uh, a lot more wild card than, but you do get the idea sometimes that if he gets into the right situation, he might do well. Cause I mean, he had a pretty huge pedigree and a lot of hype coming out of college. Get him in the right situation. Uh, it might go well. I'm just hoping that's not here and it's not Monday night. So, that's it for the third quarter, movers and shakers. Um, I'm going to call it a win. I think so. Because Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, and getting guys course, back. It's always a win. Guys back. So that's, a, that's good. For our fourth quarter, we're just going to take it around the horn, and we're all just going to give you our last little rant before we move into our predictions. So, Kelly, as always, we'll start with you. Not to beat a dead horse, but I'm going to totally beat a dead horse. Um, today, Aaron Rodgers talked once again about ayahuasca. That in itself, I don't care about. What you do in your extracurriculars, not on the field, not my problem. You got all metaphysical again about not being afraid to die, not, and you know, whether he was tripping balls this past bye week, who knows? Um, but where I, you know, when he starts getting all philosophical, I wish he would get more philosophical about his own career. Yes, we all die. I'm glad he's not scared to die. I'm hopefully he's not scared to retire or no one to bow out. Um, it's all drama and not a whole lot of performance this year. Uh, I wish he would focus more on playing in, in his future because right now he's totally holding the team hostage. He's holding the Lafleur offense hostage because he runs whatever the hell he wants to run with no regard to what Lafleur actually wants performed. And yeah, when he's hot, it's good. But when it's all going pear-shaped, he looks like he's way past his prime. So if he wants to get philosophical, please make a decision sooner than later what your future is going to entail. And if you retire, do it sooner than later so you're not holding the team and the future plans for quarterbacks, whether it's Jordan Love or a draft choice or somebody they get in a trade, crap or get off the pot. Okay. Al, were you aware that she had any feelings like this regarding Aaron Rodgers? None at all. I don't know where this never, is coming from. Never. Where is right. this coming from, Kelly? Hey, just know. so you know, I talked to her from, this came. from a deep, no, dark our, place. Somewhere. So I talk, yeah. speaking of which, you know, our, our Ooh, resident homer. How did, Aaron, how did Aaron Rodgers hurt you? No, I, I know who's actually who he's <laughs> Sorry, I just had, that's just <laughs> one of those things that people say on Twitter all the time. I just wanted <laughs> yeah. to say it. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Thank away. you, Al. But, you know, who finally got off his Rodgers bandwagon was our substitute host, Heesh. I got a text after one of the last losses. He's like, you're right. He sucks. I'm 100% done with him. And this is the guy that would, like, go to war for Rodgers, and now he's 100% done, too. All right. Okay. Kelly, are you done now? I am done. Okay, because that was, like, two rants. Anyway, 
<laughs> so anyway, I'm going to talk a little bit about next year and what the Packers are going to have to do. We know about the salary cap situation. We know that it's going to be difficult for them to obviously sign free agents, whether it be free agents from other teams or even their own free agents. One of those free agents, of course, Adrian Amos, who's <clears throat> had maybe a little bit of a down year. Obviously, safety play for both uh, Savage and Amos has been a little bit rough. And, of course, we, we do have Rudy Ford, who stepped in and has looked fairly impressive as well. One of the proposals that's been making its way around that I, I tend to really like is uh, one Razul Douglas, who has been forced into a starting cornerback position with the injury to to Eric Stokes this year. Um, the possibility with Stokes returning, Jair returning, Razul Douglas might be an ideal move back to safety uh, in 2023. This actually is wouldn't be the first time he's gone through this. As a Philadelphia Eagle in 2018, he was already in this situation as the third cornerback for two seasons with the Eagles and went back and played a little safety and actually did pretty good. So this is a way maybe to solve two problems. You know, you have some issues at our safety play and you have a guy who really has not equaled the play he had last year at corner, but we know a lot of corners who've moved back to safety. Charles Woodson, one of them, I think it'd be a nice move and might help us uh, clean up a little bit. The defense for 2023. I am 100% with you on that one. I even wrote a little bit about that today. Oh, did you? <laughs> I didn't even read it. <laughs> well, so. for my, well, no, it, it's for my, Post tomorrow, you know. Oh, okay. But uh, I, I just wrote it today. Yeah. So anyway, I actually like right. that idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it. I think it makes a lot of sense, especially because he's a very instinctual type player. You know, he's not the speedy cornerback type, but he's very, very good at at reading routes and knowing where the receiver is going to be and where the ball is going to be and and jumping routes and. It's a lot easier to do when you're not chasing really fast wide receivers around the field, you know, where you're facing where you're back there and you're facing the quarterback and you're facing the receivers as they're coming at you. So uh, I like the idea as well. But that's not my rant. Actually, I don't have a rant. I just have a request. <laughs> I just want to see the love. And by that, I mean Jordan Love. Okay. When he got some time this, this year against the Eagles, he was a different guy than the Jordan Love we saw the last the last two years. You could tell there was something different about him. He was confident. He was commanding the huddle. He had everyone's attention. He threw some good passes. Uh, he played very well, I thought. And I want to see more. I want to see if that was just a one-time thing or if he's capable of playing like that consistently. Um, you know, if you listen to, as we mentioned earlier, if you listen to a bunch of his teammates, Alan Lazard and other players, they've all come out and said basically the same thing, that this is a different guy. You know, something has clicked with Jordan Love and he's got that confidence. And that's probably why if he, he wants he's going to request a trade if uh, if Rogers is back next year, because he probably feels he's ready now. Right. Uh, I doubt he was going to do that last year. So if. By any chance, I would never root for it, but if by any chance the Packers were to lose to the Rams, I just want to see Jordan Love the rest of the way and just see what he's got and just answer that question, you know, in everybody's mind. Sure, Gooden Koontz and, uh, and LaFleur will say, oh, we've seen enough, we know what we have and we don't, but I want to see it personally. So do it for me, guys. I just want to see the love. Don't you feel when you get done with this, Al, you want to go, 
And that is my <laughs> hot <No>. pockets. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, those are some great little hot pockets. We're going to call that a win. So we finish two and two today. Not a bad one. Let's hit this week's game predictions. Cheesehead Radio. Packers game predictions. Well, who'd have thunk it? The Packers return after the bye week to take on the defending Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams, on Monday Night Football this weekend. Now, a month or so ago, most of us would have chalked this one up as an automatic loss because the Packers, they sucked. And the Rams were the Super Bowl champions. The Packers opened up as eight-point favorite at home against the defending Super Bowl champion, Rams. But the Rams will likely be starting Baker Mayfield this week. Will that be enough to catapult them over? Jersey Al, we'll start with you. Well, I really don't know what to do with the enormous enigma known as the 2022 Green Bay Packers. They could come out of the bye rested and reinvigorated and totally slam the 4-9 Rams, who were last year's Super Bowl champions. Or they could come out as, as you said, eight-point favorites, which I still find hard to believe, and lay yet another egg and finally put to rest all this silly playoff chances talk. It's literally a coin flip for me, and I did flip the coin. And after flipping the coin, it came up Packers. So the Packers win 24-19. to Yeah, I'm feeling lucky. With the bye week, I'm hoping Rodgers is one step closer to not being hurt. The thumb is obviously not going to be 100% and likely won't be all season. But he's clicking well with Christian Watson, and we're heading into that time of year where A.J. Dillon just signed. It's going to be a cold one in Green Bay that day. High of 15, and that's with the sun up. So as the sun goes down, it's going to get colder, and there's going to be a chance of snow. Sounds like Packers football weather to me. Packers 31, Rams 24. You know, I don't know which way to go on this one. The Rams are on the verge of being eliminated from the playoffs. They're only a game behind the Packers. Matt Stafford's injury has decimated this team, but Mayfield actually reminds me of Stafford in Detroit. He's actually sometimes good enough to win games he shouldn't, but it's usually bad enough to lose the games he shouldn't. I actually think the Rams are going to make a good run at the Packers in this game. But Aaron Rodgers and company are going to shut the door by the start of the fourth quarter. Packers 30, Rams 21. And me picking the Packers is not going to help you guys catch me in the standings. Yeah, I, I almost considered picking the Rams <laughs> to, <laughs> to maybe to make up, up a, or try to make up a game, you know. <laughs> I actually considered it, but then I said, you know what, I'm just going to flip a coin. <laughs> That's what I did. Very scientific game picking here at Cheesehead. Absolutely. Yes. I'm surprised you're going on your own business, let me tell you. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Cheesehead Radio, now in our 13th season. Make sure to head over to PackersTalk.com, where you can listen to several unique Packers podcasts. Please follow PackersTalkNet on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Cheesehead Radio and all Packers Talk podcasts can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the pod, show us some love and leave us a review. You can also find us on Siri, Alexa, or Google just by saying Play Packers Talk Podcast. Finally, please share to support our sponsor, Ticket King. You can find them across the street from Lambeau Field in Milwaukee or on the web at theticketking.com. That's theticketking.com. It's Monday Night Football, y'all, this week. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Enjoy the game.
Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. All right, all right. All right. Let's we, we go. Are I saw that he's recording. All right. A pause. You are recording, yes? <clears throat> yes. Okay, a pause. Everyone has their drinks. Mm-hmm. Al, do you need to clear your throat? Nope. All right. A pause. <clears throat> oh, my God. Now we're going to pause. <laughs>